Hello everybody and welcome to the second installment of the Energica Electrifying Podcast. This is your host, EVJ Val. This podcast is about electric racing on two wheels. So we take a deep dive into the lives, the stories and the news behind this exciting new series, which takes place in the fantastic atmosphere of MotoGP. The FIM-NL MotoE World Cup made its debut last year, and with a mix of sprint races, close battles and drama, it delivered some of the best action on two wheels in 2019. And how's Energica involved in all this? Energica is the single manufacturer for the series, and provides all identical Eagle Corsa machines and technical support for the AT MotoE riders. So welcome to the show, and remember, stay home, stay safe, and stay charged. The Electrifying Podcast is only one of the many pieces of content made by Energica, so please make sure to tune in on our social media channels to be updated with everything going on in the world of Energica. For example, tomorrow at 5pm Central European Summertime, there will be an Instagram live session between our CTO Giampiero Testoni and the team manager of the Pramac Moto E team, Francesco Guidotti. But for today, our guest is a rider with tremendous speed and experience. He's the new recruit of the LCR E-team of Lucio Cecchinello after a solid debut season Moto E last year. His name, Xavier Simeon. Hello there. Hello, Valerio. How's life? Life is uh, good. We are alive, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good start, right? Where are you based now? Uh, right now, I'm at home in Andorra. And, uh, well, I try to make the time pass and stay positive with uh, all this situation but uh, at the moment it's okay i i the time is is passing quite 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 fast because i have a lot of things to do so so at the moment it's okay what are you doing what are you especially what are you doing to fill the time well uh, because of you i'm training a lot with the playstation so <laughs> <laughs> well that's a secret you shouldn't have spoiled but yeah we, the, the the fans will know soon uh what it, what, what this what this is about <laughs> uh, and uh well i'm, I'm i try to to train uh, two times per day uh between 40 minutes and one hour uh I try to make uh, some cooking uh, i'm learning to to cook uh, some different plates So at the end, the time is uh, is uh, going quite uh, quite fast. I'm learning uh, new things in life that I was not doing before. So at the moment, it's okay. I'm very curious about your cooking. What's your recipe? <laughs> What's the best thing you you cooked? Well, I, I try many things uh, healthy with um, uh, what you call. Uh, verdu, verdura? <laughs> non so come si dice in italiano. Uh, well, uh, the, the interview is in English, so it's vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> vegetable. I try to, to cook everything with uh, a base of vegetable because uh, like we cannot make a sport like uh, normal. I have to be very careful with uh, what I eat because uh, I'm a person that can take weight uh, quite easily. So... Now, more than never, I have to, to be very careful with, uh, with the food. So I try to, to cook many plates, uh, but uh, without uh, fat, uh, with uh, the good uh, ingredient. And, well, every day I try to, to cook something different. Okay, and uh, you do also, like, uh, like every one of us, like, uh, you watch a lot of TV series as well? 
Yes, I watch a lot of TV series and uh, well, now I start uh, a series that I already watched in the past, but I was uh, a big fan. It's called Dexter, so it's a serial killer and essentially I enjoy a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's good, that's good. Um, how do you get along with the new team? I mean, you switched at the, in the winter, you started working with them in Jerez. Three weeks ago or a month ago, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, to join the team of uh, Lucho was uh, a great opportunity for me. And uh, well, essentially the test uh, went uh, quite uh, quite good. Uh, I felt directly very good with uh, the guys of the team. Uh, they are guys from a lot of experience that knows the electric bikes and know very well the, the, the competition. So we did quite a good lap time. Uh, we were sitting in the top uh, five, top six, all the sessions. Uh, we could be in the top three many sessions also. But, uh, well, essentially the first test was good. I enjoy a lot to ride again the, the, the motorway bike. And we also try many, many many different tires from Michelin and uh, some some very small uh, step of suspension, term of suspension with uh, Olins. And well, essentially I was a very good test with the team. When I was looking through your stats and your career, um, it, you, you, you kind of have a, a similar career to your new teammate, Nicolo Canepa, because you both were champions in Stock 1000, correct? And uh, you raced in MotoGP, and now you're doing MotoE and doing the Endurance World Championship as well. How do you get along with your with your, with Nicolo? Yeah, with Nicolo, we we know we know each other since uh, since very young, since we are 15 years old, because we start together in Stock 600 in 2005, and we always have been the, our our biggest opponents. Or he was first, or I was first, or I was second, or he was second. So we fought together for four or five years. Then uh, me, I went to, to Moto2, and Nicolo had the opportunity to go to MotoGP. And then uh, we met again in Moto2, and then we had a different uh, career. But now, we, since last year, we are doing again the, the same things, endurance and MotoE. And essentially, Nicolo has, has been uh, always a very good friend of mine. So uh, for me, it was a very also an opportunity to go on the team of Lucho because Nicolo was there and the relationship uh, was together is very, very good. So. And you're also two very funny people. So I, I'm pretty sure that there's, there's a lot of jokes going on in the, <laughs> in the paddock as well. Yeah, yeah, there is a lot of joke, but also, you know, we we had I think both fast rider, and I think this helped to also to improve with with the bike because and because we have a good communication, we teach uh, we we talk each other about uh, or you do that corner or you use the brake or you accelerate uh, where you accelerate, and each other I think uh, listening by one to one. We, we we also can improve on the track, you know. So this is also very good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of last year, you seem to pick up the pace throughout the season, and you were also in contention for the title. What was the change in pace? What happened? What did you figure out? 
Yeah, the problem is that I did uh, two mistakes that was uh, not allowed because the championship is very short. And uh, I crashed in, in Misano on the second corner because uh, uh, I wanted to be in front since the beginning because the, 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 the first race I had some issue with the battery in the last lap. So I knew my pace was, was fast. But the problem is that with the motorway bike, we don't have a proper warm-up lap. And the, the problem is that the Michelin tire goes very well in temperature. But of course, you have to be a little bit careful to not be 100% aggressive with the gas on the, the first left of the first corners. And in Misano, I did that mistake from the second corner. So I, I made big outside and I lost uh, a lot of points. And just this weekend, Ferrari win, uh, won the two races. So he did the, 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 the perfect... Um, uh, the perfect uh, combination, no? So he did a big step in the championship, and then after in Valencia, the same in the second race. Uh, I knew I can fight for the victory, and in the third corner again, I, I crashed in a manner that I had never crashed uh, before. I lost the rear uh, in the entry corner uh, without making any outside, so I was not expecting to, to crash in in this way, but I did it, so it's a mistake. And this was the, 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 the reason why I couldn't fight for the, for the title until the, the last race. Yeah, but now now this year, hopefully when the season resumes, we'll get another shot at it. Yeah, we'll have another chance. But uh, there is a new, uh, new riders in the category that uh, we have to see if they can adapt uh, quickly to the, the short time we have on track uh, during a race weekend. We have the rider that uh, we know that they will be fast uh, from last year, for sure they will be fast also this year. So it will be many riders that can fight for the for the for the victory. And well, the most important now is to have the the competitivity with the bike and the team to to be also at the front and for sure not make the same mistake as as last year. Uh, there's one thing that always amazed me. Like Moto E is a very it, it's a short race, it's a sprint race. And endurance is that it's like the longest race you can have. What's the mindset between the two? Because they're clearly at the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of uh, race length. Well, essentially, me last year, I I, I feel I felt the big help of from going more to from Moto E to endurance because Moto E you have to to be in the pace right from the first corner. You start of uh, the pit box. And you cannot wait to get the right feeling. You have to be fast from the first moment. And and this helped me a lot in endurance because in endurance, uh, the mentality was uh, from from many riders to say, okay, I take the rhythm, I take the time. And after six, seven laps, I start to push a little bit more, you know. But uh, thanks to Motoi, uh, we could reach another level of uh, confidence. So... With the endurance, I could be fast from the first corner. Just exit the, the, the pit lane, I was already fast. So I think the, the, the approach mentally was, was very good. The, the, the Both are good com- combination. So, well, well, now picking up from uh, what you what you mentioned earlier, the fact that I made you train on the PlayStation a lot, we'd like to introduce this new edition from this second episode of the podcast. It's called The Couch Lap. So Xavier will take us through a lap of uh, MotoGP 19, obviously with the Moto E class, 
around Misano. Javier, are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. Okay, main straight, heading on to turn one. You see the Ghost Rider? One. Here it is. Yeah, this this is one of well, my best lap before this lap, but uh, essentially I, I, I lost a little bit in this first sector compared to that lap, so it means I can improve uh, a little bit. Oh, here's wide, but, uh, here's wide, but yeah, it's a little bit wide. squaring yeah, on yeah, the curve. Whoa, okay, yeah, very good. Open After that, here. I will carry more speed, so I, I get a little bit of time, but it means I didn't make uh, for nothing the, the perfect lap, so it means I have a lot of uh, improvement to do. Here, here the Quercia? I did, uh, a lot better compared yeah. to the lap before. Okay, here Quercia, and now Tramonto. I take benefit uh, of all the track, and here also. I was a little bit better, a little bit more... More, more outside, then I could move more inside for the exit. Okay. And this was the part where I struggle the most because this corner is full gas. But if you if you go too early on in in the corner, you you can touch the green and you you lost the lap. So oh. it was the most difficult uh, part of the track for me was okay. that T three. The, the fast part. Okay, no, so now okay. now you did well the the Carro 3 and now the Misano 1. Misano yeah, 2 here. Very good. Opening up the throttle. Not so bad, but can, can improve a little bit more there also. Okay. I didn't take benefit and of all the track. <laughs> okay. Your time is 138.631. Not bad. Not bad. We will see how it will put up against your uh, your rivals, but overall, uh, what what can you what, what can you say about the lines that you took? I mean, I, I see you've been wide a few times in the race. That would have been an overtake, I think. Yeah. Also, the lap time will have will not not have been so good in well in reality. <laughs> but, uh, I I miss experience on the PlayStation, so. <laughs> I struggle all the day to make that lap time, so I can improve, uh, I think, a lot because the best lap time on this track is uh, 135.9. So uh, this means I can improve a lot. Okay, so you have some work <laughs> <But> to do. <laughs> I have, but I don't have, I, I, I will try to uh, take time to improve in these days. And uh, if I improve, I, w I, w I will let you know. <laughs> okay, we will go we will come back later in the year and see your new lap and see how how much you improved. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. So here we are back from the couch lap, and we have a question from uh, Jordan. Wasn't it too difficult to switch from a MotoGP bike to a Moto E and then an endurance motorcycle? Well, it's difficult because uh, MotoGP is the best in terms of uh, technology. So you have uh, the best electronics, you have uh, very powerful engines, uh, also uh, carbon brake are very incredible. Uh, even if the bike are more difficult to, to ride to go fast, uh, is the best in terms of, term of consistency of everything. And well, when you arrive to a motorway or endurance bike, it's uh, a lot less power and it's completely different approach. But uh, we are we are professional and we adapt. Uh, I think quite uh, quickly to any bike uh, we 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 jump on. But for sure, MotoGP is the best, and I think there will be 
never a bike that can reach the the level of performance of MotoGP. Not in a foreseeable future. I mean, <laughs> Moto is a is a very new series, and uh, obviously there are a range of improvement on a technical point of view. But obviously, uh, MotoGP inherits from the 500 and all the history of motorcycle racing. So. It's a gap that will be filled, but it will be, it will it will need a little bit of time, I guess. Uh, so just like we did last week with Eric Granado, just get, tell us a well-wishing expression in French for the people around the world in these difficult times. Yes, il faut uh, il faut garder uh, faut garder la foi, et surtout essayer de rester uh, très très positif malgré uh, ce confinement. C'est très dur de rester enfermé toute la journée, de tourner en rond et de, de répéter les, les mêmes choses parce qu'à un moment donné, on ben voilà, on sait plus trop quoi faire. Mais il faut vraiment essayer de, 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 de profiter de ce confinement pour faire une grosse remise en question. Et voilà, euh, je pense qu'après ce confinement, ben, beaucoup de changements auront lieu dans, dans, dans la tête des gens. Et sincèrement, moi, je le prends plutôt comme, comme une chance parce que ça me permet de, de relativiser sur beaucoup de choses. Donc... Euh, le conseil que je peux donner, c'est vraiment de, de rester positif et, euh, et d'aller de l'avant. Parce qu'à un moment donné, euh, tout ça s'arrêtera et la vie reprendra d'une manière différente. Mais je pense plus positif qu'avant. I pretend I pretend I understood everything you said. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much, Javier, for, for being with us. And um, thank, you for the, thank you for the lap. And uh, I'll, I hope I'll see you soon on track. And I hope... I uh, <laughs> and, stay, and stay safe and stay strong and stay charged. Okay? Thank you, Valerio. Bye-bye. Thank nice you. Bye-bye. And that's it for the second installment of the Energica Electrifying Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media to stay up to date and enjoy our content. And above all, stay strong Stay safe and stay charged. See you in a week's time.